0: her 40k book club where we read from a crack this is episode number 109 and our book is freed ashes of Cadia* by jude reed it tells the triumph triumphant return of <laughs> ursula creed to katia <laughs> definitely a return to katia uh we posted several questions on our website wh40kbookclub.com and we encourage participation in our discussions via twitter youtube our site or encrypted Vox channel Spoiler warning, if you haven't yet read this book, definitely check out the book before listening to this episode, as we'll be discussing the book from start to finish in great detail. With that, let's dive in. As always, did you like the book? Not as much as you did, but I did love it. (laughs) I really loved this book. Um, I also forgot to prop up my microphone. Uh, I really loved this book. This, This one so far might actually be my book of the year. It checked every single box for me
1: it's definitely in my top five I was just thinking
0: because I was thinking like you start thinking about okay well what's going to go in here what's going to go in here for our book club awards and uh like I was thinking about the bro slash romance category and um then I started thinking about all the books we've read this year and we still have three very key books coming up
1: still to read this year
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a tricky year y'all
1: Feast or famine, I swear. The game's worked out. I swear.
0: Yes, I swear. Um, Between, what do we have? Glarious Gene, Father, and the fall of Cadia coming up. And Robert Rath has set the bar very high and expectations very high.
1: Plus, we have Um, another crime book. It's coming out next Saturday.
0: Yes. Yes, that is true. This is going to be a tough year. (laughs) Book club years. First world problems, right? Um, What part stood out to you?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, i mean, i wrote down stuff but i mean my gosh although so I, I chuckled at oh, dante's inferno <laughs> still a thing and um
0: uh, uh, i actually wrote down specifically of course dante's inferno survives of
1: i also course. thought it's interesting that a poem of john keats is still quoted like sure why not this quote Why not? while we're at it you know the other thing i really really liked was that you could really tell that this author is you know her day job as a surgeon
0: Oh, uh, very
1: much yeah so. i really enjoyed the great detail in mm-hmm. discussing this because you know we just think of a casual surgery and i remember this from um this one fantasy series everyone said oh you have to read and i, I had a hard i I think the third book is a trilogy. I got to halfway the third book. I was like, I can't do it anymore. But one of the books that actually got into where he had to cut off part of his finger. And he talked about how he had to do it himself. And he talked about, you know, tying off the blood vessels and the flap of skin and all this stuff you just don't think about. You know, because first of all, I don't want to think about cutting off my finger and then having to, you know, suture it myself and all that. So I like kind that. of appreciated, you know, getting into that. And I just... Of course, it, I think it explained delved a lot into like Ossian's character and and who he and who he is. But there was like so so many things. Probably one of my favorite parts. I know we're gonna discuss this. Is honestly because I laughed really really hard. It was when uh, the huntsman kind of like betrayed Liga, in a way, and she's all like, "What?" Th- but she promised. All I could think of is from Animal House. She fucked up. You trusted us.
0: <laughs> Same chapter I do like when Ossian basically tells her he's like, so you're trading one slavery for another slavery? Like, yeah. This is not free. Also, we are going to talk about this later, but um, boy, oh boy, does Nurgle have one hell of a PR department. I, I That scene okay. with the spit and the suckling of the pustule on the head
1: the whole scene with her like you know I'll just say kissing his hand I was suckling pus from the wound i was going to say kissing his hand suckling pus making me made me dry heave
0: <laughs> It made me dry heave and it was so gross I could not get it out of my head so I read it to my daughter and to my husband <laughs> <laughs> Both were not amused. Misery loves company. Oh you got like I'm salivating thinking about it. So gross and yet on brand. (laughs) I read it. Like I'm sitting there just like but then I'm also like this tracks. And you guys, that, okay, so I hus is my thing.
1: I, mean, I think it's even more interesting that, you know, a woman whose day job is a surgeon would write about Nurgle. <laughs> we all know oh, all about yeah. infectious diseases and <laughs> uh,
0: That scene, like yeah. I'll give her, I'll give her credit. That scene is going to haunt me. That it's going to live rent-free in my head for quite some time.
1: It's it not the uh, doesn't uh, have the same feeling I had from um oh the Celestine book of the that giant worm monster shaking it was like the sacks of, it, like the sound, like the slapping sacks of awful. It's like, yeah, I had a
0: feeling you were gonna say that. That didn't bother me that much. Like I was just like, Ugh. but like was fine.
1: Oh, no. This I gagged. This is like, my like, like I had to put the book down because I thought mm. I was going to throw up on myself because I kept imagining how it would sound in my. You know, when you do that, you keep imagining that sound, and it's like. Oh, again oh that God. one that
0: one I feel you on it because that one didn't bother me but this was the same thing where I was just like why why and you can unfortunately you could imagine what that would mm, mm. yes anyways self-torture um yeah I think one of the things that really stood out about this book to me not just her descriptions and her clear clearly she's a surgeon it's also that she's clearly done her homework. Yeah. So on page 82, she references the main character from Steel Tread, right? There were a but few actually, other... And th-
1: if it wasn't for you, I never would have picked up on that because I forgot where she was originally from.
0: Oh, right, right, right. And um, there was a couple other little tiny references through there where I was like...
1: We read that book. I know what she's
0: referencing. Like a lot of just neat little like a sort of things that I like, right? And additionally, um, the fact that she was quoting <laughs> Janet Sulla, uh, for one thing, it was nice to know that there are gr- there are great works that are written aside from The Spheres of Longing, because that's always kind of the thing that people will reference having read The Spheres of Longing, right? Which I'm like, yay, Ravener. And um,
1: I like the idea that Janet Sulla's memoirs like a persisted, huh? Like the phoenix on a wing. <laughs> like, uh, like, I, I love the, the idea—the the illustrious campaigns and glorious victories of the Valhalla 597th.
0: I love the idea that that has like persisted, and that yeah.
1: Acadian Regiment. It's like, oh yes. Okay, so because I've been listening to all these Caiaphas Kane novels, and she always says when these books were written, mm-hmm. Janet Sola published that work in 101 M42. Not so in this exact time frame, so it would be fresh. I, all right, I I like it. I like the idea of everybody Mm. quoting it. I
0: just... There were a lot of little just wink-wink, nudge-nudge things that I thought were really fun for this book. Um, Not to mention, this is a really good example of a strong female character done well.
1: Which we're going to talk about. Who doesn't have to be a bitch? Or whine? No. No. And, uh... It's it's amazing. And actually there were two. I would say Lascari was a strong female character. Oh my god. Yes. They're two it was fun
0: because it showed two different ends of the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. You have young girl stepping into this, shaking off her naivete, right?
1: And then what a way to do it. it...
0: Poor kid. Like, oh my gosh, this poor kid.
1: Let's dive in.
0: Hades stands, kinda. <laughs> what do you think with what, what they've what they've done with the place?
1: They didn't hang up new curtains,
0: Jen. <laughs> no, they put up a new Nurgle forest. <laughs> when they were <laughs> like, "Let's head to the forest," I was like, "No, no, that's not. <laughs> There's no trees left."
1: Yeah, I like when they set them on fire and the trees are screaming. It's like this. Act, it kind of made me think. That was of... an
0: effective horror scene, by the way.
1: It kind of made me think of um, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, just because of the giant Ents. Oh, and, you know, and when they maybe not Fellowship, maybe this might have been later, like in Return Eight of the King. But when they actually, when the Ents were attacking at the very end, and you know, they they finally realized if we sent flaming arrows into them, yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those one of those things, like you know, you just they're not trees, and no, yeah, they do burn. But now they feel pain and that's always kind of scary because that's always one of those things you always think about, you know, like plants, do plants feel pain? What would, what would we eat if, you know, carrots screamed when you pulled them out of the ground?
0: Yeah, I, when they described this, when they described the forest, that's, that's no forest. <laughs> um, do not, do not go. I thought I thought that was all really good. I liked the idea that it was occupying a weird space in reality. It's not a demon world, but it ain't far from a demon world either.
1: It's currently undergoing renovations to becoming a demon world. <laughs> My headphones went out again. Oh. <laughs> Yay, technical difficulties. Again.
0: Um, See if that worked again.
1: You have to talk for me to hear you. Do I have to talk now?
0: No? Yep, it keeps trying to put you back through my speakers, which is terrible. Alright, there I think we go. Anyways, you were saying about the trees.
1: Uh oh, I said uh they're currently undergoing renovations becoming a demon world.
0: This is true. Yeah, it's coming I mean, soon. The next demon world. Uh it, it was really sad because it did make you think about, like I was saying right before the podcast, like it makes sense, right? Like if you blow a planet up, it's not just gonna be powder. There's going to be chunks. We already saw that in the Night Lords books. Uh, actually that first Night Lord book, they go, that's where they find their navigator is not a chunk of what used to be Nostromo. Uh, so this is established. I know that this would be a thing. Pressing. Like for me, it would be the equivalent of going back to a chunk, like a Colorado sized chunk of earth and oh look, there's Casa Bonita. Very sad. For you, I guess in Dallas it would be like, oh look, there's Jerry
1: World. That would survive.
0: <laughs> it would survive. <laughs> God.
1: What it wouldn't you be think? the
0: mixmaster. master. It would be like Jerry World.
1: God. That would be the one thing that would survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that I don't know, that that there's a relatable sadness to that. Um, and the idea that this planet that fought so hard against chaos for so long is now a home for just warring, warring chaos bands. I did like that, though, because I liked the idea that it wasn't just one chaos band that mm-hmm. took us over. It was
1: they're all there. Well, of course they are. I mean, this close to the eye, let's be like, oh, look at that. Like those seagulls, like mine, mine, mine,
0: mine, 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 pretty much. Um, oh, that was another part that really stood out to me in the very beginning when they get in there and the sister is like perfectly preserved, and you're like, "What is going?" On? Oh, it's a prison. It's a prison for Cerberus, big, angry Cerberus. But I mean, that's the type of stuff you're gonna find on Cadia. Is the remnants of this horrific battle.
1: hmm
0: I liked
1: it. Did you like Ursula Creed?
0: Did you like her like as a as a protagonist? Did you like her as a leader?
1: Oh yeah. I well, thought she was great and as as a person, as a leader. Totally. I mean, not that I understand her per se, but I thought right. her reactions to things were very um they were very understandable. You know, especially yes. when you know when she actually like opened up you know, and talked about. She was like, you know, I'm so excited to, to meet him. And then he didn't even look at me. He never even like considered me. Just just ignored me, and didn't come to you know any of my name days. And so it's funny. It this is things right that you don't. You think that you're like you're over it. Like I don't need this in my life. But then was when it comes to your parents though, it's always those things you can't help. But be like, but there was that one time like they didn't come to my choir concert. Or, you know, they're, you know, they've totally forgot to come to my baseball game. Or I have a deadbeat dad who was always gone and, hey. you know, only showed up for money. So those are the things that, you know, well, stick with you. You know, so then when you, when she found his, you know, um, message, it just made it all sadder knowing the reason why. That
0: it that it was like that it it was and I thought that was actually a really nice Tony Star, or not Tony Stark but um can't Stark. think it was Howard Stark slash Odin moment where you get from the yes I'm referencing the Marvel movies um uh, back when they were good where <laughs> right um uh, where you get this nice just a nice hey This is what's going on, and I have basically given you the tools that you need for the future of our people. I thought it made a lot of sense why she was kind of angry at her dad. I also liked the idea of why she wanted to separate herself. She didn't want to just be Creed's daughter, she didn't want everything to just be handed to her, right? She did not have the, do you know who I am? Right. In fact, she kind of had the opposite of that. I thought, uh, again, talking about how I thought or why I thought she was such a great strong female character, uh, one of the things was Van Haast. I thought her handling of Van Haast was really perfect, um, which we'll talk more about him in a minute, but I really liked, I liked that she recognized when he was like, he was being insubordinate and he was being an asshole. Mm -hmm. The guy was an asshole. He's not a bad guy. He's just an asshole. I liked the idea, though, that she recognizes she's like, "Nope, this guy wants me to fight. He wants to bait me, and he wants to fight with me. I'm not going to give him the satisfaction." Initially, and then later she's like, "We're up to our eyeballs. I cannot be fighting <laughs> with mm-hmm. my, with one of my officers. Like this is not this is not going to lead us to victory here, and this is not going to make us successful." So it's one of those signs of adulthood and leadership when you recognize when to rise to the challenge, when to let something go. Right. And I really liked that. I liked that she could talk to everybody. She immediately recognized the strengths of her people. She immediately recognized the weaknesses of her people, like with Lascari. She had every right to be flustered with Lascari from a term, like in terms of skill, in terms of age, she had, she never came off as being super, like a, like a jerk. I guess. She also let people, she looked to people. She knew Van Haas, despite being an asshole, had the most knowledge of where they were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I liked it. I thought that was all. She also recognized when her crew was starting to fall apart.
1: Right. Well, I, I thought I it was very like smart. That, you know, that, you know, when the penal legionnaires showed up and Van Haas and Argent were just like, oh my God, just kill them. And she's like, no, like she, she saw the value of life. And yes, part of it might have been, well, we need all the people we, we can get. But also it's just like, no, I'm not going to condemn these people to, to die here. Yeah, they kind of brought the horde to them. Yes, they're in a death sentence. But at, this, but at the same time, it's like, well, now that they're here, we're not just going to go sacrifice them to, you know, like lambs. Right. Well, and I think, I mean, as you said, she, they were not, they didn't
0: have a ton of supply hmm. in terms of fighters. Like, they were getting picked off by the minute, by chaos. They had not been expecting the
1: storm. They had not and been the, expecting any of this. Their Medicaid went down in a hurry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Very quickly. And,
1: I mean, look, I mean, right. frankly, honestly, as soon as Ossian proves himself useful. Taking down the Medicaid is what I do in video games. Find the oh, healer. Oh, right. <laughs> you can't heal people. Find the end. healer.
0: There's a reason that an old school WoW, uh, heal bombs would draw aggro more than major hits.
1: <laughs> you gotta find the mean... son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, 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 no. Get the one that's keeping it alive. Um, It was very... <laughs> and it fitted to the whole Huntsman's whole desperation thing. Again, like... It is... I always love an impossible mission. I hesitate. I don't know why I didn't just say mission impossible because that's what this was. I... I um, but I, I liked she was a good leader. She... Again, there's a lot to that. She wasn't... I feel like some other authors would just have her be an asshole. And the second anybody questions her, like, punch them out and be like, who do you think you are? And, you know, just...
1: I nope. like how my son played uh, Starfield. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I thought that was... And it extends to her crew. Let's talk about her crew. Who did you like? Who did you not like? Where did they all go from here?
1: I really liked Harappa, the Katachan.
0: God, I loved Harappa. That character in general was easily... He's unflappable. He's constantly smiling. Oh, when she describes him basically looking like Sly Marbo, and she's just like, I could see
1: him with a knife between his teeth and no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, was like, I um, see you. Uh, um, I, I, I like the other Tempestors too. I was sad when they died. Um, I was sad when the Tempestors died. I was like, oh, they were nice people. I know. They were smart. They knew how to, you know, uh, forget, I don't remember the woman's name, but the one who like lined up the, the charges. And she's like, it's hard to kill us and then get speared through the throat. It's like, shit. Okay. So cruel. Yeah, just. There's a lot of those cruel moments though. I mean, a lot. I mean, just uh yeah. So um I didn't like Van Haas, but I kind of like warmed up to him a little bit in the end when he, you know, kind of stopped being like a pissy pants, just about about everything. I mean, he basically, you know, Volpone. Oh, so we're gonna be prissy. Chuck. We have an antique rifle. Ooh, chuck. We're, we know better than all of you. Check, check. And then, of course, it turns out you know that he's gay and he has a husband. I'm just like, oh, so extra prissy. Okay, that explains a lot why we're super prissy and catty about things and very petty and very, um, you know. Also, the like that thing with the Volpone, you know how his pristine his garments were.
0: <laughs> that was just- well. I mean, he's just he's just your classic. Arrogant aristocrat, and I liked the idea though that I thought that humanized him so well, because he was acting a little weird, and he just struck me as like the arrogant aristocrat. I fully expected him to be the "I'm going to kill you and take your legacy" person by the end, and then yes,
1: I really didn't. I just like no, he's just an asshole.
0: Right. Well, by the end, there is where you basically as soon as she's like, who is inside. And he reveals it's his
1: children. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. And his husband, his husband's speech, just like, oh, that got me in the feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he says, I want you to know our children died like Cadians with their eyes open. And Ursula is sitting there just thinking to herself, she's like, what must that have been like? I have to kill your own children. I... That... That whole thing hit me hard. And that's when, again, you realize that, yeah, he's an arrogant, aristocratic asshole, but he's not a bad guy. He's just probably didn't hear the word no a lot in his life because of his status Um, on the aristocrats, any world, even the Cadians. They all have aristocracy.
1: Like, the closest I could have imagined him, like, being, like, stealing the glory was just to be like, you know, my plan did this, not yours. But not the point where he would, like, totally backstab and try to kill her or or anything. No. That role
0: was played by someone
1: else. Which I did not see coming. No.
0: No, not even a little bit. I. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I really liked Lascari. I thought she played the the young and naive trooper really well. And I actually really liked that I was like, oh, you've been through some hard knocks and you still believe everything the administratum tells you. Oh. Plus yeah. your heart like and just her her desire to believe, right? Like it it she's a sniper, she's a killer. And yet she still has this, like, childlike. But what if her Creed is still alive? No child. No, not at all. If she... When she got bit, if they... If, if Laskari would have died, I would have been pissed.
1: Yeah, same. Oh
0: That poor child. I, I love that she... I, I was actually really sad that they killed... Marak? Marak? Like,
1: why? That was... That whole thing made me so angry. It's like, she all her life some waiting for the day that the Cadians would return and take them off world and they could take her because she wasn't uh, totally she wasn't corrupted yet like the way kind of everybody else was you know Ursula did have
0: that moment when she was like I mean I can get you off planet but we don't know where the corruption is in you and I can't guarantee you'll live after that but because it was an inside thought because she didn't want to kill the girl's spirit but like, I mean, even she was like, I mean, I don't know if this is going to end well, but I will get you off the planet. And right.
1: Then, and then, you know... And Liga! Yeah, I was like, why did Liga kill her? Like, I understood why she was mad at Lascari. But...
0: Well, because remember, she says, she's like, you killed my friend. So I've killed your friend. I'm like, oh... That was... That was a dick move. Yeah, it I understood it, but it's a dick move.
1: I guess I didn't catch that. She's like, I, I killed, I killed your friend. It just was so... I don't know. The thing with, with Liga, you know, and you People. learn and when you learn her story, it's like, God damn, that does suck. You got screwed over. But it reminded me of my favorite line in Long Shot. Just because you're afraid for yourself doesn't mean you get to screw over everybody else. I'm adjusting right. what they said in long shot to fit to fit this this purpose. But so because she had a raw deal does not mean that she's to make a raw deal for everybody else and that's exactly what she's done because she is so selfish she didn't even try to see from lascari's point of view how her friend how clavy could have been shot it was seriously an honest mistake green
0: rookie mistake that's all she would have to say is like this is my first action that i've really seen i don't even it's entirely possible that she's not that familiar with ogren they come clavy comes pulling through and it's like Well, she's been already told her might be a
1: heretic Astartes. There's demons. You know, she just sees this big monster-looking thing coming through the the fog or whatever. I mean, it's an honest mistake. It's not like she purposefully purposefully did it. The thing about Liga is that she was angry the entire time. and She was was just just, angry
0: at the world. Yeah.
1: And there could have been, honestly, even if Clavy lived, even if she hadn't shot Clavy... Liga still would have betrayed them all because.
0: Oh, I totally agree. Because she kept thinking that she was going to get killed. She wanted because remember she's that. just like you're
1: useful, but I'm not. And
0: as soon as you find out her story, I'm like. So you're saying that you're a killer, and they're short on killers, and they need killers. Just just throwing that out there, like you're a well, soldier. You're
1: you're a, well, a the, soldier. You know, adjacent thing is like she was making assumptions about them. That she was assuming they were making about her.
0: Exactly yeah. that.
1: So, you know, I mean, Van Host and Argent totally would have pressed the buttons, but they're but they're assholes. You know, they, right. but they weren't even going to give, like, Creed a, a chance. And honestly, seeing no. Creed, she was just like, I don't care if you're useless, can you hold a gun? Yeah. Can you hold a gun and can you just...
0: Not shoot me in the back. Like, in yeah. I feel like the answer to that was yes and yes. Soldier adjacent can kill people. Like, <laughs> you could have made yourself useful all you... And I understand, like, she's a little afraid to trust. I get it.
1: Well, but- yes, I, I mean, I totally get that. But, you know, honestly, when she was like, okay, we're going to bolt. And I was just like, and go where? Where? We're on a chunk of rock. We're not going to go build a farm. We're not going to, you know, build a house and start a family. I mean, that's not how this works. That's how any of this works. Yeah, this works. I mean, yeah, it totally, you know, and also, she could have. I don't know. Maybe told her side of the story to, to Creed. They listened to Ossian's side. Yeah, Might have gotten a pardon.
0: And I mean, Come granted, on. like I loved Ossian. From the b- very beginning, I loved Ossian. Um, the seamless stall, straw when he's trying to like help him. And I liked Ossian from the beginning. I liked that he recognized that what he did was bad. This commanding officer was an asshole. But <laughs> he he recognized, he wasn't like trying to defend it per se. He mm-hmm. was just like, yep, I did this. He was useful. He did have a skill. He was perfectly reasonable. He reminded me a lot of a character from um, the Gonsko series, Anna Kurth. Reminded me very much of that. And yes, I shipped them like as soon as they were like, oh, I felt the touch of his hand on mine. I was like, mm, I
1: bet you did. Yeah, hey, only you like pick up on stuff like that. I just don't. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I, I was shipping them so hard by the end, and when they finally did kiss, I was like,
1: if he dies, I'm burning this book!
0: <laughs> if he dies, it's gonna be a two out of ten! <laughs> I mean, granted, he's... He lives. Um, all right, let's talk about Arjun. <laughs> okay, did you see it coming?
1: No. no. Not at all! Like the they fly? seem okay, so like my, such good friends. My theory, with her getting the the uh, auto-injector, the auto, the auto injector, I thought that was Liga. We knew it wasn't Ossian. Yeah, knew it wasn't him, but she could have gotten something of his when she was, like, whisking him away with Lord of the Flies and, um, you know, taking the data crystal.
0: I believe it's Lady of the Flies,
1: but yes. Well, I don't. See genders so it's Lord of the Flies okay so anyway uh, and totally t- took the data crystal I don't know what the gods would have done with it but I could also have seen him being like "Like, look what I got as a way to get Creed to come to him it totally made sense to me 100% it seemed like bait yes and then for it to be urgent it's like okay well now that I think about it a lot of these things he's done kind of make sense What seemed
0: like frustration from a friend, like some of the conversations they were having felt like conversations that you and I would have. Right. Where it's like, these are clearly best friends. He's clearly frustrated that she's not doing the right thing. But then when you go back, once it's revealed that he's a traitor, which we're going to talk a whole lot more about that later. I like once that happens, you go back and look at the conversations and you're like, oh, no. This was a whole other emotion driving all of these conversations. And none of it was good. And then it feels a whole lot less friendly.
1: And just like how he forced his way on to the expedition. So
0: that was one of the things that we get to the end. And my husband and I both were like, God, that's right. He signed, he signed his own orders on. Like, the whole thing from the get-go was very much planned. This was not, I'm your best friend, I need to be with you, I don't, like, I want to be with you and protect you and help you because I'm your best friend. No. No, it was something much worse. Um, and I thought it was really good because it makes sense. It's not one of those things where you're like, well, this is out of left field and was no in no way even mm. hinted at. Again... It kind of makes sense when you go back. But you also weren't like, yeah, it's clearly this guy. It's clearly this guy.
1: Right. I,
0: hmm, but then it also kind of made the huntsman right.
1: Which part? Well, because he's constantly taunting her with,
0: one of them's a betrayer. One of them's going
1: to betray you. Oh, which Um, you, you would think it was he was trying to say that was Ossian.
0: You would think so, right? Like, that's kind of what I thought too, is he's just like, oh, look at this one who betrayed you, which by the way, two of the most romantic things to ever happen in Warhammer 40k. Aside from Valerian giving to now the knife, obviously the most romantic thing I've ever read. Um, Because as I asked you before this thing, um, if you have never injected your lover with rage-inducing friends on to save their life, are you even in love? But when she gets back with him, and he's like, "I never betrayed you," and she's like, "I never thought you did." And then, the, of course, it's she said because what would one more lie hurt? Right. But she
1: totally did.
0: They were they were not on that level yet.
1: Well, but that makes sense. It's an auto injector. Uh, you know, he left. So, and, and plus we uh, had Van Host and Argent, like, you know, barking in her ear.
0: Oh, yeah, with Argent. Are you kidding me, dude?
1: Well, Argent didn't seem, he wasn't trusting anybody. No. And other things like also kind of came was like, you know, he kept pressing that he's like, I need to know your plan. I have to know your plan. Why aren't you trusting me with your plan? It's like, dude, calm down. She doesn't even know her plan she hasn't even gotten that far yet, bold of you to assume. But I wrote that off as this, because this guy was not good at the field at all. She like no. was even talking about, like, she's like, no. oh my god, he's so rusty, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's not no. being a good leader, he's, you know, not even good at combat right now. So I just wrote that off as him being nervous. Same. Well, as I said, once it gets revealed,
0: it all makes sense. But... At the time, it all seemed pretty innocuous. It seemed like, and it did feel because she kept saying, she's like, why is he acting so petulant? Like, she says it, so we're like, yeah, why is he acting so petulant? I guess it's because he's nervous. I guess it's because he feels... Well, but look where they he's... are. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do, you, what do you mean? Um, I... I it came off very much as him feeling inadequate, him wanting to help her and trying to, you know, fulfill that role that he has always fulfilled for her. Um, it all made sense at the time.
1: But well, kind it's of looked. being, in a way, very Jürgen. And Kai was being yes. like, "I'm your second. Like, I need to be part of this. I need yes. to, you know, be part of everything at all times."
0: Agreed. Agreed entirely. Let's talk about the Huntsman.
1: The Horn King?
0: <gasps>
1: yes, that would be the one.
0: Um, okay, as much as the Death Guard really disgusts me, I do like a lot of the Death Guard's aesthetic. So the whole idea of, like, the big horns coming off of there, I'm like, ah. Kind of. I, I like the aesthetic, but from a distance.
1: I was I was kinda the horns kind of confused me though because Doc how he could still remove his helmet. Like does like just pop off this way? Like how do you remove it? That's
0: Maybe they're just part of the helmet. Maybe they really are aesthetic. Maybe. Or he just pulls off the face. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it must just be aesthetic. Um it's from a really good 20 pointer that he caught Mm. years ago. Got it. That's all I could think of when they were describing the antlers. I was like, but how many points is it? It's going to be important knowledge for when they kill him. Um, was he a good antagonist? Did you like the use of Nurgle here? I mean, do I ever like the use of Nurgle? Not really. Hence, <laughs> why I ask. Was this a good application of it? Would it have been better had it been Korn or Zinch or Slanesh?
1: Well, if it was Corn or Slanesh, there'd be a lot less talking. True. A lot more killing or... Murder, fucking.
0: Actually, I would think with ze said would be a ton of talking, like probably more talking than this. Well, that's why I said, um, that's oh.
1: why I said slanish and corn. But we would not have been treated
0: to that sewer scene. I feel like.
1: Oh, I forgot about that scene.
0: She talks about
1: yep. the sewage yep. coming into her. Yep.
0: It. I will actually say that I think Nurgle was the best, and tag the the best group to use her faction to use. Because it just added to the
1: horror. It just <sighs> It makes more sense <laughs> for Nurgle to be there than Zinch because what is on this rock for Zinch to gain? Not really anything. I mean no. no now I will say though when they talked about the stack of skulls and bones, I was like, Oh, is this a skull throne? <laughs> but I was really thinking that these were, you know, corn cultists. But because, I mean, they just it makes dogs. sense for corn to be there too. I guess for a little while, but then for a little while, and then you're then just fighting amongst people, and they're like, ah, oh, we're bored, let's go somewhere else. Well, I mean, but, the demons, their
0: demons like a good fight, right? I mean,
1: like they're I said, always they fighting, they get bored,
0: so. they get bored, and so I guess we'll fight each other. Like that one fight when they show up and there's the flesh hounds and the blue horrors and the demonettes and the pox walkers. I was like, y'all are just bored. Like, you're literally fighting each other because you're bored and you're there. Like, oh, look, these guys, I don't want to let them get a victory. So let's fight. <laughs> um, Yeah, it just felt so pointless, but like in a, in a very on brand way, because that's the chaos gods in a nutshell. Um... I I really did... I, I think that it added to the horror because every injury, right? Like, when she, when Lascari mm. gets bitten...
1: Most crap. Is like anytime any of them touch you, right? It's instantly like, oh, God, oh, God. Is, is, is that it? Not enough right. antiseptic in the world. And let's be real. The fact
0: that the Huntsman was kind of toying with them a little bit and... Also so he could ascend to demonhood, but like the toying with them and dragging out and delighting in their despair and every like agony that went through them—that was very on brand for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really good use of that. I was a little when they when they first were describing him, I was like, oh, not Nurgle. I actually, liked it. Uh, I liked him as an antagonist. I was very happy when he died.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the Death Guard yeah. does not coming back for him. No,
0: no, he's just like I'm going to send to demon head. I'm going to start my own cult with flies and poxwalkers. the other one, <laughs> just, just throwing that out there, friends. I, he was, it was a good use.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the sixty-two thousand dollar question. Was the MacGuffin worth it?
1: Honestly, yes. Yes. Because to be I would agree. fair, if it was actually a weapon in there, I was gonna be very disappointed. Same!
0: Because I wanna let you know. The first thought that popped into my head when they were like, oh, it's a weapon, I was like, if this has something to do with
1: Bakarus's ring. Oh god, I didn't even go there, but oh that would have been awful. Mm-hmm. I was not going to be happy.
0: And then, they, yeah, they get into the thing, and I'm like, is this going to be, like, some schematic for this friggin' thing? And then he explains it, and you're like, oh, oh that is actually very interesting.
1: I mean, but makes sense to me. I mean, so, it kind of also made me think of, you know, um, Thor, you know. For not, it's, yeah, not place it's not a for place a, for a people. It's a people. Yeah. I actually really liked that. He's like, why hadn't y'all thought of this before?
0: (laughs) Uh, I think it goes to tell you, like, the, at the risk of using a current nomenclature, uh, the generational, like, or cultural trauma of having lost your home and everyone just kind of, okay, like, we're fighters, I guess we'll go fight. The idea, and it's very, like, here's the other part of this question that now I've been racking my brain with. Will Bob actually let her take back an entire Cadian regiment to go conquer one of these planets? It's not within the Imperium's idiom. This is...
1: Yeah, but he's not part of the Imperium's idiom.
0: Valid. So do you think he'll let her do it eventually?
1: Yes. So... I do.
0: I think so now that they've you know they've rebranded the eighth they've rebuilt it so,
1: i mean so the next book is going to be like with her and harappa or whatever his name is and lascari and ossian he's not going to be a servidor he's going to be some Augmetic thing but he'll be part of it and um I almost said argent but no uh van hast <laughs> they'll all be you know conquering that's the next book they're they're gonna conquer New Cadia. Maybe
0: oh, so. I I would love that
1: planet or something.
0: I would absolutely love that. If she assembles her badass crew, and I actually let I loved that Van Host was there with her in the end. Yep. That for all of his bluster and, quite frankly, all of his bullshit, he's a good Cadian soldier. Well, I mean, and now that they've when, been through this together,
1: when I really came around. As when they were having the shooting contest. He was just like, is this really the right time? And they're like, um, yes. What do you care? He's like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm doing better than you guys anyway. You know, that was like, okay, he's... Now he's coming around a little bit.
0: He's not a bad guy. He's just an asshole. <laughs> and I loved the idea that, yeah, now he is going to be probably... He will be for Z's, what she thought Argent was maybe a competent second a competent listener and somebody who's actually on her side which that'll be a novel change for her um she just didn't know before let's speculate (laughs) shall we actually but here's a question really quickly Mm -hmm. about that if they go and they conquer a new world part of what gives them their purple eyes is the fact that they live next to the eye uh And you have Acadia without the eye right there. They're going to find some planet right next to like the biggest part of the cicatrix Melodicum.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Right, and outside, be like, no, oh. right outside the maelstrom.
0: Right, like they're just going to find something and they're just going to be like, this is ours now. This is our home. We like it here because uh, we're Cadians. Anyways, let's speculate.
1: <laughs> Who the hell is you working for? Oh, some High Lord of Terra. I'm going to okay,
0: it. Okay,
1: Inquisition, High Lord of Terra, High Command of the Guard. Hey, well, Which do- asshole? Let's go through, like, all of Reboot's enemies on Terra.
0: Uh, We don't have that kind of time for a podcast. I did like how he's just like, yeah, that makes sense. And she's like,
1: who could it be? Mm. Like, I got a lot Like, eh, it's not important right now yeah. Okay Actually, <laughs>
0: loved her characterization of Reboot, too And not just because, you know He named a ship after, after his mother That was just nice But I did like that he was just like mm-hmm. Yep, add this to the list <laughs> This wasn't a voicemail, though She got through He answered her call did not leave her on red.
1: <laughs> She'd have to leave a voicemail.
0: Exactly, exactly that. She's like, "Oh, Bob, I have him on speed dial to talk about going and forming New You Should do it. I, uh, I, I can't imagine. Because here's the thing about him, though, is that, I mean." It, is this how petty the people against Bob really are? Because it's yes. not like he's a super high-ranking... <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, but okay. okay. But like, it's not like it he's a... a super high-ranking officer. He's not... I mean, Ursula Creed going and finding this thing, right? Like, it's not whatever the magical MacGuffin weapon of the Dawn of Fire series is, right? It's not... Like, I don't get the impression... That what she's going after I granted they didn't really know mm-hmm. but i don't know like it, it just kind of feels like a smaller op to but i guess that's just how they do huh which makes it feel very inquisitiony that they're just like oh yeah one more small cog
1: or off the rails. i mean the reason why i'm thinking of them is just you know, when Reboot came back, was, I think it was Watchers of the Throne and the High Lords of Terror were just freaking out because they are just like, we don't need a Primark, you know. Look what they did. They ruined everything. Well, not this one. And that, is that really what you guys are mad about? No, it's, it's because your, your power is, is threatened. That's what this is. And so I think it's one of them just trying to, you know, move those regicide pieces. And be like, how can I get the most power? Well, how I can get power by kind of running the new Lord Castellan of Cadia? Which, I don't know why it would have been Argent in the first place. Like I, think I don't it think be- it would have been. Like, I yeah. wanted to say to him, much
0: like Liga, where it's like, oh, did you think this was going to play out well for you, honey? I, I kind of felt that way with Argent, too. And he was just like, there are powerful people who want to see this, that, other thing. I was like, oh, but... You probably don't factor
1: into their in like, game, sweetheart. Again, you fucked up. You trusted us.
0: Right. Like, do you think they're going to really want to keep around the person who knew that they killed Ressigar Creed's daughter? Who knew that they were acting against Reboot? Like, darling, mm-hmm. I don't think you've thought this 10 steps ahead. But I guess it kind of makes sense for his character, too, that he was that desperate, right, to get out from under her shadow. Um... It was a good use, though, of a betrayer.
1: And the thing is, like, when she's so surprised, like, she's like, I never kept you here. She didn't. Like, if he wanted to get out, no. he could have. Yeah. but And I think all it was, they just dangled that carrot. You could be the next Lord Castellan of Cadia. Okay, be the next Lord Castellan of nowhere. Right. It's just a title. Right. It's...
0: Yeah, there's just... There was... There was a lot there. And again, it makes sense because I, I guess in a lot of ways, I feel bad for reboot. And I know we've said this before. Like we always make the jokes about another voicemail for Robbie, for, for Robbie, Bobby, but it feels like a death by a thousand cuts. They can't launch a full scale
1: mm-hmm.
0: attack at reboot and just go after everything. Just have to little things.
1: Well just here in there out.
0: little things. Ships getting lost in the warp. A chapter master being mysteriously murdered on the other side of the rift. You know, just little, little things that just don't quite add up for you. And it's has to be Bob.
1: Yeah. I just think it's like, how does the lion fit into any of this? Is this really going to be one of those things where he's back and then we forget he's there? Because... Seems to be kind of a big person to forget he's around. It's weird. It's just weird. I'm very confused where this is all leading up to, especially since we have so much Cadia stuff right now. Right? We had Longshot. We have this. We have uh, the fall of fall of Cadia, that I think is coming out for everybody else at the end of this month.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. So. I'm frustrated and I don't know why I, sh- I don't know why I am. I shouldn't be. Cause this is, <laughs> this is how GW do. They bring Just in on something one
0: thing and then get completely and totally sidetracked. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do like that. I think that's another reason actually that I liked that there was a death garden here and that he was effectively used and that Nurgle was.
1: Cause I was like, Oh,
0: I remember when the Nurgles guys were going to be a thing.
1: Oh yeah, Dark Imperium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember the, the Necrons were going to be a thing.
0: I try to forget that because I would like them to not be a thing at all. <laughs> Anyways, not important right now. But yes, I, I, exactly that. I'm, um, and <sighs> here's the other question. I feel as though if somebody else does get this information, whoever from whomever he's working, uh. There's a 50-50 chance they just don't use it. They're like, just put this in a special place with top men working on it. Top men. Hot, men. Speaking of that, Harappa. Ah, uh, yes. Inquisitor, interrogator, or just a guy who works for the Inquisition?
1: A guy who works for the Inquisition.
0: He definitely knew too much and he i do more remember than your thinking there. yeah yeah there were a couple scenes where i remember thinking he's awfully well informed for a catachan and it was actually one of the scenes was where uh when they're watching the chaos guys attack the tower and He's, and they're just like, oh, what are they even doing? Like, they're, 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 it makes no sense. And he's like, uh they always have a reason. We might not understand it, but there's always a reason. The trick is to figure out what the reason is before it's too late. And Van Haas says to him, Where did you serve before? I'm sure it's back on the ship. You'll be able to look at it. Oh, <laughs> you're very well informed, aren't you? <laughs> like,. Again, for a Katachan, for any type of soldier. You're very well informed. I mean, I think that made you awesome. And was it him who left the coat?
1: Man, I don't think it was him. That'd be funny if it was him. To be honest. He's
0: just like, I'm so sorry. Here's but the a coat. As
1: far as I know, it could have been Strahl. I mean, he had the you know, that journal. He could have had the coat as well. And that, was going to be the, it, right? and that was going to be the gift for when they returned. Um, yeah. It sounded like he, that Ursacar had left little things for her to find all over the place, right? So it could have been somebody else that he was supposed to, you know, that was supposed to deliver something. To her, or, you know, it could have been the Inquisition. Job well done. Right. Here you go. Because I could also see them have collecting his coat for when does the Inquisition do anything? So,
0: I so to his to that point, that also made me kind of laugh. So, I just listened to a podcast about the Golden State Killer, which I highly recommend called The Man in the Window. Um, but at one point, they're talking about for people who don't know, they used basically uh, Ancestry and me to figure out who the Golden State Killer was. It was, uh, that is now illegal to do, but, anyways, not important. At one point they talk about how these two, these detectives set up a anonymous profile using that DNA because they want to figure out who, you, who the Golden State Killer was related to and they find a guy and they go back and forth for a few months and then it turns out that it was another detective who had created a profile. Yeah, uh, it's the Spider-Man meme, right? I would like to imagine that Argent and Harappa were also kind of that, Parappa's like, I'm going to make sure you succeed. And Arjun's like, I'm going to make sure you don't. And (laughs) our rival Inquisitors don't have any idea that we're both on the same team right now. And now this is all very awkward. And I don't know what to say about that.
1: I mean, that makes sense too. Which also kind of makes it
0: even funnier about the coat. I do like that Bob's like, not me. Be fair. Bob's not really prone to that type of sentimentality, I don't think.
1: Well, I think if he'd had it, he would have given it to her. Probably. Because wouldn't that have been good for the propaganda pics? Her wearing his coat?
0: I mean, it had to be somebody who was on the planet. So maybe it was Strahl or some inquisitor who, yeah, I have no idea. But I want to know who left the coat. (laughs) Because it's a good, it's a good gift and you're not wrong it's gonna look great on the propaganda yeah yeah I overall I thought it was just it it was a really good book from start to finish they did a good job with it
1: I really didn't have any complaints about it like I like it was a fast read because the reason why it was a fast read it was was, fast because it was so good (laughs) that's why it was fast did
0: not want to put it down. No. Really enjoyed it. And the funny thing is, is I think we even said, I said on last podcast, I'm going to read this one. I was like, oh, it's a new author, so if we're going to no, read it. Mean, like my whole rate, thing was,
1: is like, I don't care about Creed's daughter.
0: I don't care about Creed's daughter. And yet,
1: somehow, I do now. Right. Mission accomplished, I guess.
0: Yeah, right. They were like, oh, you don't care about Creed's daughter? You will.
1: <laughs> You're right. I do. And her
0: convict medicaid boyfriend
1: boy I see it Ossian did nothing wrong
0: no she even says that when she's talking with Argent she's like look under the same circumstances we might have done the same we might have done the same thing then I do like how Argent's like no no no
1: (laughs) don't and the funny thing there too I think I think that thou doth protest too much
0: Right, but at the time it made sense, because A, it's a best friend, B, he's kind of worried about getting supplanted as being that confident person, uh, and he's strung out.
1: Yep. It's not... He he didn't handle any of this well. He was a really bad insider (laughs) on this. They chose... Poorly. Poorly.
0: Yeah, maybe you should have chose someone who was a little more adept in the field. And maybe wasn't gonna soliloquize before killing the person <laughs> that you wanted to When he was giving his little speech, I was like, You sly dog, you got me monologue. You slide! You got me monologuing! <laughs> exactly. Maybe choose somebody else next time. Just just throwing that out there. Um, you know, if if you're
1: going to plot, do it right. It is kind of Funny. Oh, well, it's this poor tarot reader's fault anyway. So.
0: Oh, my gosh. The poor tarot reader. As you said, um, that might be one of the more dangerous jobs I think in it the Imperium, outside of being an astropath or a, tele- or a, um,
1: a navigator. Well, I mean, you're either going to be killed for being a fraud. You're going to be killed because they don't like what you read. Or you're going to have the spirit of the emperor blessed upon you and burned you from the inside out. I mean, is this really a good vocation to have?
0: I mean, But it makes some money while you're alive.
1: <laughs> I guess, you know, with everything else in the Imperium, huh, why not? <laughs> right? Uh, it's not like there's a whole lot of choices of the good life.
0: Right. Uh, you kind of have to pick and choose between Shit sandwich and vomit vomit milkshake. Hmm. God, I don't know the answer on that one.
1: No. (laughs) The good news is is the good news is in this universe. No, no.
0: Question anybody who says they do. Um, I mean, I guess unless you're John Grammaticus
1: or they think they're going to be part of the Volpone. Right. Even then, you still have to go fight.
0: You just have really great weapons, lots of gold let's go, let's go, Spurs. Mm-hmm. I did like the Spurs that then Haas wore. That was a nice, that was a particular chef's kiss. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you.
1: Um, like she tells tell might I, I want to take those off so you don't make a spark.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I already have. <laughs> oh, well, you've thought of everything. Um, not his first rodeo, which is, uh, you know, Spurs. Sounds... Spurs! Anyways, I know, sorry. I, I, I only mildly apologize for that one. Our next book is going to be more guard. Yes, but, but a it's type of guard. Ah, you know, back in all of his vainglorious vainglory.
1: Um, I have to say, I love this book art. It's amazing, love
0: it. so much. Doesn't absolutely knocked it out of the park on that it's so good to see him back um really excited to read this one i know people have been asking us when we were going to read it originally we were going to do gene father but um Our, my book hasn't shipped has yours shipped carrie because mine hasn't no
1: mine 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 has not but the other cool thing is i finished the 10th caiaphas cane book today yay so now I can read this totally in order, and I'll, and my little OC, OCD will be happy.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, yes. So we get to read *Vain Glorious*. Very excited to read a modern Caiaphas yeah. Kane story. And really, just more Caiaphas Kane. I need more Caiaphas and Amberly, and uh.
1: Yeah, I thought I'd be sick of him after listening to books four through ten for the last like month. Really not. <laughs> Cause they're
0: funny.
1: They're
0: they're light. And especially when you're reading like I loved this book. Obviously this is this is gonna be in the top book contender. Um It was serious. It was a little it was a little dry. Um I don't I don't I don't think Vainglorious is going to be dry or serious, so I'm very excited for that. I, I need already. some I need some humor.
1: It's gonna be so much fun unless this has like (laughs) gene stealers in it because that's probably my only complaint about most of these books is that the gene stealers always show up
0: oh god it's the truth they are a they're a popular villain let's say um we'll see though i'm excited
1: uh me too Want to take us out, Carrie? Yes, I certainly will. So you've listened to the Warhammer 40K Book Club episode regarding Creed Ashes of Cadia by Dr. Jude Reed. Be sure to join us next time for "Vanglorious" Vainglori- by Sandy Mitchell. We are an unofficial book club and not affiliated with the Black Library or any of its affiliates. You can find both the vidcast and podcast on our website, wh40kbookclub.com. If you like this episode, please like, subscribe, give a review, and all those things to the vidcast on YouTube or the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Our site also has articles about our ventures in reading other Warhammer 40k books and short stories and Warhammer uh, TV episodes outside of the book club books. So please stay a while and read from a crag. You know, I don't know if I can even say I'm alfarious because I just, I'm just so excited. Chi, Chi, Caiaphas, K, hero
0: Imperium. No, get you some Caiaphas.
1: Yep. That's really all you get need. Get you some hero of the Imperium. He's the hero we need and deserve. A hundred
0: percent. Caiaphas Kane for president. He's a fictional character, doesn't
1: he? I'd vote for him at this point. all right good night everybody good night everybody